I love talking with shop owners because it's always so cool to see what different shops are applying in their shops and to see what's actually working and not working. We can talk about it all we want, but what's actually working in a shop? On today's episode, we have Michael Bradshaw of K&M Collision, and he actually spoke at the Southeast Collision Conference and talked about a few different things. But a couple of things we're going to talk about today is... One thing that really differentiates them is they actually understand the policy language for the insured. Pretty interesting, right? They also understand the appraisal clause and how to use it. So we're going to chat with him today on that and a couple of other things and how they're executing those things successfully in their shop. Stay tuned. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former Auto Collision Center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Body Bangin' Podcast. On today's podcast, we have my friend, Michael Bradshaw. I hope I'm pronouncing the last name correctly. Uh, And he's actually coming to us from the Southeast Collision Conference. So hi, Michael. Hey, how are you? You like Michael or Mike? Either one's fine. I think the older I get, the more people call me Mike. So All right. Yeah, you're one of the good old boys now. I like it. (laughs) Um, My dad's name's Mike, so I like that. So anyway, uh, Mike talked today in a session earlier to everybody. And how many people do you think were in your session today? Um, I don't know. Probably 50 or 60, I would say. It, okay. It pretty yeah, cool. There's, um, and there's a lot of sessions going on. Yeah. Vendor booths and everything. So there's a lot going on over there. But um, today you were talking, it seems like I have a kind of a little synopsis of what you're going to talk about. You talked a lot about the appraisal clause. So yeah. I think, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. We um, we really kind of hit on um, just policy language in general, you know, mm-hmm. uh, better understanding, educating yourself on policy language, including the appraisal clause and, and some of the common rules and regulations that may transfer from state to state. Um, yeah. You know, the, the general message was just, you know, as a, as a collision repair in today's world, you know, you gotta you gotta educate and empower yourself um, with that kind of stuff, and and really giving examples of how we put that to use in our company and how we've helped others kind of put it to use. Yeah, and then to give a little background, which I should have mentioned earlier, um, Michael's the VP of K and M. Yes, ma'am. Collision, yeah. collision centers, collision, collision. Just K&M collision. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, so you just have the one location. We do. Yeah. Okay, and then you're also on the board for SCRS. That's correct. I am the uh, secretary, recently elected as a secretary for SDRS. Okay, cool. So I assume based off of your Audi shirt that you probably have a lot of certifications at your location? Um, Yeah, I think we've got somewhere in the neighborhood of like 26 or 27, roughly at at this point. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> it's easier to tell which ones, um, you know, that that are in the industry that we don't have. But uh, yeah, we went down the the certification uh, path uh, really early on, kind of before mm-hmm. it was the the popular thing to do. Yeah. Um, so we, I think, our first certification was 2011, 2012. Okay. Cool. Um, 
was with Volkswagen. And um, since then, I mean, it, it's across the board, you know, Audi, Porsche. Tesla. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we've been Tesla in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Jaguar, Land Rover, mm-hmm. Mercedes. I mean, you know, yeah. go on, but uh, we're Rivian uh, working on mm-hmm. oh, cool. our Lucid certification. Nice. Uh, you know, so we, we work on a lot of aluminum intensive uh, vehicles for sure. Yeah, point. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate you talking about the appraisal clause because not a lot of not a lot of anybody really knows about it. It seems like recently we're getting a lot of I see a lot of social media posts surrounding it and right. the power of the appraisal clause and and getting the customer, the consumer, the guest, whatever you want to call them, a fair value for their vehicle, which is really nice. Um, but the one thing I think is so important is the shop has to be educated on it. Because how do we help educate our guests if we don't know really what it entails? Yeah. And so, you know, we talked a lot about that in um, in my class today. You know, North Carolina is somewhat unique in that we have a standard form policy. So mm-hmm. regardless of what carrier sells uh, automobile insurance, the policy language reads the same. Okay. Um, so that that's nice because everything's consistent and yeah. from one carrier to the next, you know, their obligations are all the same. Hmm. And so in North Carolina, you know, we've found we can use the, the appraisal clause to help with the ACV dispute if if their vehicles total and they disagree on the value, mm-hmm. but also on on repair dispute issues. Right. So um, as a shop, you know, if if we or any other shop identifies a you know a cost of repair and an insurance company comes in significantly less than that. That is an opportunity for the customer to invoke the appraisal clause, um, right? And you know, you kind of touched on it. It seems like there's a lot more awareness, you know, in the industry now than there was even a couple of years ago. But mm-hmm. you know, we've been doing this for, gosh, I want to say about five or six years. Oh um, wow! Yeah, we've we've really been kind of educating the uh, the customers on the appraisal clause, and and kind of as part of that. I saw a need in the industry initially locally. There are not a ton of independent appraisers that work on behalf of the consumer, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and the few that there are out there are more equipped to handle ACV disputes and diminished value disputes. Yes. Right. I think those those are the the situations that are commonly talked about. But they're just quite frankly, there are not a lot of appraisers that are educated on the repair processes have access to the correct information and can represent the consumer's interest on a repair dispute, right? Right. That's something, um, you know, multiple years ago, we kind of started an endeavor. It's a separate company. It's uh, Collision Consumer Advocates. Um, Okay. We've got a group of licensed and certified appraisers that will actually help consumers, you know, across the country through that process. And, um, you know, we we took a, a small sample size today, the last 50 uh, appraisal disputes that that we personally handled mm-hmm. uh, resulted in a, an average uh, payment increase of about forty six hundred dollars. Wow! Just on yeah, just on repairable vehicles. So it it wow. really speaks to the gap between yeah. you know a, a, a well educated body shop and what they've identified for a correct repair process and what mm-hmm. carriers are you know trying to pass off to the consumer. Seriously, it's needed. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you mentioned it a little bit, that state to state, it differs. Right. So um, does your organization, do they know the different state laws? Or are they mainly just in North Carolina? Yeah. Um, we work in in 
virtually any state. I think the the hard part becomes most states, the policy language varies from carrier to carrier. So we're actually seeing, you know, some carriers, State Farm being, you know, kind of the leader, they're riding the ability for a consumer to challenge a repair amount under the appraisal clause and limiting it just to the uh, ACV if it's total. Wow, really? So, yeah, so that was that was something we touched on too uh, today in the class, just as, you know, as shops, educating the Department of Insurance in your state as to how impactful that is to a consumer when you take yeah. away their ability to dispute, you know, what their carrier says. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm a big believer in educating and, and empowering it. You know, quite frankly, there's not enough shops out there that they really do a good job of it. Right. So, you know, yeah. we really try to try to lift everybody up um, and, and get everybody on the same page in that sense. Yeah. And you mentioned one thing a little bit earlier about knowing certain terminology within the policy. Right. So you so your team at your shop, you're teaching them to understand the actual agreement then. Well, I, it's a little right. easier for you because you guys only need to understand like one because then one, it applies yeah. to all. But yeah. but now what what are those types of like nuances that you're trying to teach your people to well, kind of look out for? Just understanding you'll appreciate this term, you know, being around the industry, prevailing rates are reasonable and customary. You know, we only owe what's reasonable and customary. Right. We don't owe prevailing rates. Well, in North Carolina and in many policies, that language doesn't exist. Right. Uh-huh. So it's it's just things like that. Um, you know, understanding the obligations of maybe uh aftermarket parts mm-hmm. and you know what criteria they have to meet in order right. to fulfill the obligation of like kind of quality under the policy. Right. Those are a couple of things we touched on, even duties after a loss. Um, you know, a couple of examples, you know, like a, a customer has a duty to allow the carrier to inspect or appraise the vehicle after mm-hmm. they have a loss. They've got a duty to mitigate their damages. So if they've got right. glass that's busted out, you know, covering the vehicle so there's not more damage to the interior. They just, you know, all sorts of things like that. Just really understanding a, what the customer's obligation is and mm-hmm. B, what the carrier's obligation is. And, um, you know, what we found is the majority of individuals, you know, that are working at these insurance companies are not policy language experts. Many right. times they misquote what the policy says or will outright, you know, state something that's not true or not contained within the policy. Mm. And so a big part of the class was how can we educate ourselves on the policy language and then utilize that, you know, in a negotiation, right? When we're right. having an issue with a carrier and they say something's not owed because of the policy or that they only owe X, Y, and Z, you know, actually being able to call them out and say, well, no, your, your policy actually says otherwise. So. Right. Hey, would you like to increase the number of cars in your drive? Well, look no further. The Mickey Woods marketing team provides collision center specific marketing. We use proven techniques to not only increase your sales, but put money in your pocket. Visit us at collisioncentermarketing.com or you can find my personal contact information in the show notes. And let's get your 2022 off to a body banging start. So, what do you recommend then for shops that would like to know better? I mean, where would they begin with something like that? Because policies can often be so frustrating and confusing. I mean, I know I look at all the words. I'm like, that's a lot of words. 
you know, you just want to shut off. So where, where right. do you recommend somebody start with something like that? I mean, I, I think, you know, first and foremost, just figuring out what rules and regulations in your state apply to insurance claims and auto body repair, mm-hmm. right? You know, so just make yourself aware of, of what the rules and, and regulations are. Yeah. And then, you know, in states where maybe there there's vastly different policy language from carrier to carrier, try to get a couple sample policies and, yeah. read and try to understand what the difference is here or there. And, you know, there's um, certain things will probably come up in that where, you know, a body shop may want to seek the advice of counsel, right? Yeah. To see how that is interpreted or how that is actually applied. Right. Um, you know, in an individual case. So I, I think, you know, those first thing is, is reading it because far too many shops in, in our industry have never read an insurance policy. Yeah. And so if, if we're supposed to be the experts on how this works, you know, and, and walk our customers through the the process, because right, they need that direction. They're certainly not experts. Um, Right. And and the majority of them have certainly not read a policy. So I think just, trying to consume as much information as possible on the front end is, is really kind of how I got started and, and what I would recommend and kind of what we've walked others down the road. Yeah. And I'm thinking too, another great thing is to get involved in your associations because yeah. then you can, you know, if you're unfamiliar, oftentimes there are other shops or other people within your space that, that know those things that you can yeah. learn from. Right. And that's, you know, just like this, this event that the CCA is putting on, you know, it's a great event because there are certain classes here that are touching on a variety of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the networking opportunities, right? Yeah. You know, right. To speak to fellow shop owners or managers or estimators about situations that they've encountered and how have you handled them and, you know, kind of bouncing ideas off one another. And, you know, I think that's something that we need to do a better job of as an industry. And that was kind of a point we hit on earlier is there are a lot of shops here. You know, it's a great turnout. But yeah. for every shop that's here, there's four or five shops in their local market that aren't here. Right. Yeah. And it's it's about bringing others along and, and you know, raising everybody's level in the right. industry. I think that's one of the things they can do is not only join the association, but encourage others in their markets to join the association so they can educate and empower themselves as well. Yeah, for sure. It's surprising to me how many people don't go to the conferences and the symposiums and that kind of stuff. Like I'm a former shop owner and I went to literally everything that I could go to. And every time I learned something Mm -hmm. different, even if it wasn't in like the presentation, which usually it was, but it's talking to talking to your peers, talking to vendors, you know, just um, there's so much to learn and we're always learning, you know, things are constantly changing. So at your shop, um, just to kind of give people an idea, like how, like square footage wise, do you have like a really large facility? Do you have a, like a lot of people? Because I think there's some people that hear this kind of thing and think, oh, well, that works for him, but that could never work for us. Right. So can um, you give us an idea? Yeah. So, um, you know, when we went down this road um, with, you know, it was kind of all at the same time, the the manufacturer certifications mm-hmm. and you know, gain and understand the policy language and appraisal clause and, and everything. We were a really small shop. We had three to four people working um, okay. total at that point. Um, yeah. I think we were, at that time, our shop was less than 5,000 square feet. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. And uh, so, you know, today we're 34,000 square feet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have, uh, I think, 35 people or so working at yeah. the shop. You know, and, and the thing I tell people is um, we've not done anything that, that anyone else could do, right? Mm. You know, there's nothing inherently special about what we've done. Right. It's just we've worked really hard at it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's what I try to encourage everybody. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a lot easier now than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? When we went down the road, there was a, a lot of uh, contentious discussions mm-hmm. between carriers and, you know, a lot of situations that, um, that you know, were pretty stressful. But yeah. I think if, if you believe in what you're doing, say what you do, do what you say, you know, if you yeah. have a about it, you know, I think what we found is eventually... You know, many of the carriers we deal with respect the mm. way we do things and the processes we do and yeah. understand that when when we bill for something, you know, we're going to do it. And right. I think far too often what happens is people will go to a class and they'll see that there are things they can charge for, but they mm-hmm. don't put processes in place to make sure that those operations are actually getting performed. Right. right? And and I'm a big believer in if you're going to go down this road, you absolutely got to make sure that, you know, everybody at your facility is all in. Because when when you're billing for things that you're not doing, you've you've lost your integrity. Right. Totally. And, and then the carrier is never going to going to want to pay for those things or, yeah. or any others at that point. I agree with you. I think a lot of shops fall into the trap of it's almost like a legal battle where you come right. in way too high, they come in way too low, and then you find somewhere in the middle that you're willing to just negotiate on uh, where like you're saying, no, you just put everything in there that you're actually going to do. And this is the number. It's not like there's wiggle room. It just is what it is kind of thing. Right. I would hope, but I see a lot of shops still playing the other game, you know, because it's kind of like, this is the game. We got to play it. Uh, and I understand why they do, but I can also see your point as then, you know, those adjusters and those insurance companies that get to know you, they mm-hmm. now know this isn't a back and forth kind of thing. This is just, this is what they said they're going to do. This is what they're going to do. And then if they know that you're willing to invoke the appraisal clause, then they're probably like, let's just deal with it now. So we don't have to go <laughs> down right. that path. And that's what you touched on is, you know, you got some shops that are, you know, they start start way up here and then they come down and it's, you know, it just not holding steadfast, right? Yeah. You know, like if if you've identified something and you believe that's what it needs, yeah. That, right. Totally. And, and the more you hold to it, the easier it's going to be, you know, eventually right. to not have to fight the battle. Because if every time you you try to to implement something or you try to hold to something and they know you come off of it. Right. You, that's what the expectation is, right? Yeah. It's really all about setting expectations. Um, totally. You know, in, in any relationship, it's it's yeah. about setting expectations and and what the the you know mutual respect for one another is, and and yeah. and what what each person's job in that situation is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. I I feel like that could be a big change in the industry if we could get away from that because yeah. they it's almost like they know that it's the game, but it. Then it sucks for shops like you who are not trying to play the game, but they're right. used to the people playing. So they think that you're just part of the game when you're just trying to do your job. <laughs> Imagine just, that. Just trying to repair the vehicle the right way, you know? Yes, yeah. totally. 
Well, I appreciate all the information. I think it's super helpful. It's very relevant in where we're at today. Uh, like you talked about the disparity between what the insurance company is wanting to pay versus what they actually should be paying. I can yeah. say that. I don't know if you can, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, I think it's great. I'll link all your information if you want to your other company down in the description if you just want to shoot that over to me. So if somebody Certainly. need an independent adjuster, isn't that what they're called? Independent adjuster? Yeah, independent adjuster appraiser. appraiser. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have somebody, then at least there's an option for you. I think yeah. that'd, be, that'd be great. Uh, is there anything else you kind of wanted to touch on? I know you've been probably talking all day or now you got to yeah, talk uh, to me. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, just just want shops to know that, you know, it just it really starts with with educating themselves. I mean, you know, as as an industry, I think we've done a pretty poor job of, mm. of educating ourselves. And it's, you know, it's um, it's a big ask in today's world. But, you know, shops have to understand there's there's so much information that they need to consume and be able to recall with some type of frequency. Um, And I think, you know, what I've seen, um, you know, just, just looking at P pages, for example, right. You know, I taught so many estimating classes where I start the class out and I hold up the P pages and I ask, you know, has anybody ever read this front to back? And, you know, less than 10% of the room throw their hands up. And it's, you know, it's, it's, kind of frustrating um because that's your job and this is you know one piece of information that's i don't know 35 or 40 pages right you know relatively easy to comprehend if you just read a couple times and it's you know so i i just think we we do a poor job of of working on improving ourselves Mm. right how do we make ourselves better and it's no different than you know an athlete or or a sports team or you know something like that they they believe they've got to improve every day and they've got to practice yeah. and they've got to learn. And I think as an industry, we need to adopt that same mentality. And I think we would be in a much better place if we did. I agree with you, which is part of the reason why we have this lovely podcast, yeah. <laughs> trying to educate and get information out there for people. So yeah, let's end on that note because that's perfect. It's exactly, I think, the message that... Every speaker that I've spoken to today has kind of come with of education, staying on top of things. The better we can be, the better partner we are, the better, you know, the better we can be for everybody. Everybody benefits, right? So, (laughs) yeah, I totally appreciate that. So, thank you for taking your time and chatting with me. Now, you now you got the rest of the day off, I guess. Yeah, I do. I'm going to enjoy it too. Have any other classes until tomorrow. So we're going to the day here. Yeah. Good for you. Well, thank you for coming on. And thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode of Body Banging. And we will see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans, would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things Autobody.